to rejoice in your goodness. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 3, the Apostle Paul considered the resurrection of most importance, of first importance. He said, For I have received, which I passed on to you, as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and He was raised on that third day, according to the Word of the Lord. Amen? I like what Max Anders said. He said this, This is the message of the resurrection. Life springs forth from death. A desert becomes a garden. Beauty transcends the ugly. Love overcomes hatred. A tomb is emptied. The grim and haunting outline of a cross is swallowed up by the glow of an Easter morning sunrise. You know, when we celebrate Easter, the primary focus, as well as it should be, is focused on the fact of the past resurrection. You know, resurrection is absolutely a historical fact to be celebrated. But did you know that it's also a current reality to be experienced? And additionally, of course, it's a future party that we're going to have when we're all raised up, amen, to meet the Lord in the air. But many assume that the greatest blessings and greatest uh, benefits of the resurrection are from the past or the present. But I want to center in on three benefits of your current, current resurrection power that is available to you and I every day of our lives. You know, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Well, Jesus, who is the resurrection, just happens to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, Billy Graham just recently went on to be with the Lord. What a reward he has. But I want to quote something that Billy said. He said, before the resurrection of Christ, the Holy Spirit came upon individuals only on certain occasions for special tasks. But now... After the resurrection, Christ through the Holy Spirit dwells in the heart of every believer to give us supernatural power in living for our daily lives. And that's the good news of the gospel. I pray that all of the gifts and benefits that come from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be yours today. Benefit number one that I want to look at is the fact that Jesus Christ has a great purpose for your life. This is one of the great questions that come to people's mind. What is my purpose in life? One individual said, My life has a great cast. I just can't figure out the plot. Someone else said, I sure hope life isn't a joke because I just don't get it. But there's different ways that people try to figure out what their purpose in life is. One is through speculation. I'm just going to guess what my purpose may be. 
You know, in college, some of us took philosophy classes. And those philosophy classes were, I mean, I was confused when I went in, but I was really confused when I got out. (laughs) Who am I here? Does my life really have meaning? Another way that people try to figure out what their purpose is, is through their imagination. You know, you can go get a bunch of self-help books and you can just pick a purpose. You can go to the library. I mean, you can come in a pauper and leave out a doctor. But you see, God has not called us to decide what our purpose is. He has called us to discover what our purpose is. And the only way that you're going to discover what your purpose is, is you need to talk to the creator who created you. And you need to read the owner's manual. You have in your lap the owner's manual that will guide you throughout every day of your life. Other people, they look within. This is found in Eastern religions. This is found in New Age books and seminars and a lot of talk shows. Hollywood is full of it. Oops. Uh, Full of looking within, that is. You know, they say, if you want to know what your purpose is, trust the force, Luke. You can't tell yourself what your purpose is because you didn't create you. The only way that you're going to discover what your purpose is, is by revelation. Ask your creator to reveal it to you. From 1 Corinthians 5 and 15, it says this. Jesus, everyone say Jesus. Jesus. Let's say it with a little bit more spizzerinctum. Some of you aren't going to do anything, whatever I ask. Okay. But Jesus included everyone in his death. When he was on the cross, you were on his mind. So he included everyone in his death so that everyone also could be included in his life. Now I want you to notice this next phrase, a resurrection life, a far better life than people could have ever, ever possibly lived on their own. You know, that's a term we don't hear a lot about, the better life. In California, we hear about the good life. The good life basically means looking good, feeling good, and having the goods. The only problem with the good life, ladies and gentlemen, it's just not good enough. You are made for more than success. You know, you can make a lot of money. You can be very productive in your life and still not know and still not have a clue what your purpose in life is. You can be talented. But at the end of the day, you got to know why you were born, why God made you. He created you in Christ Jesus, and He has a special purpose and a special plan for your life. You were made for significance. Amen. 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 Jesus said, I've come to give you the better life. I love what John 10.10 says, I've come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. And so the question is, Pastor Mark, where do I get that purpose? Let me just say this, everything, absolutely everything and everyone gets started in Christ and find, finds its purpose in Him. 
In Ephesians, the first chapter in the 11th verse, I want you to look at this verse and let's read it together. Ready? Let's read. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us, had designs on us. What kind of living? Glorious living. So the fact of the matter is, until you know Christ, you're not going to know your purpose. Because he's the one who made you. His purpose and plans for you are good. He doesn't think up evil. He doesn't have evil. He doesn't bring evil on his people. He's a good God. And he only will do good to us all the days of our life. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no shadow or variableness of turning. Say it with me. My God's a good God. And he's got a good plan for me. The second benefit I want to talk to you briefly about is this. We can know for certain that Jesus Christ has great power for any and every problem that we will ever face in life. And this power is here today. And this power is available to you. 24-7. Every day of your life. In your midnight hour. On your sunniest day. On your happiest day, on your saddest day, His power is available to all. Because when God raised Jesus from the dead, when He rose, He said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then He immediately transferred that power to you and to me. And His great power is living on the inside of every born-again believer today. Say with me, Christ in me, the hope of glory, his power in me. Now, I love what Ephesians says in verse 19 and 20 of Ephesians 1. He says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him. In the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Did you know that you're seated together with Christ? Because not only was Christ quickened, you were quickened. Even when you were dead in trespasses. Even when you were out there doing your naughty stuff. Jesus saw you. And you were on his mind. I love the Amplified. It says this, It is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His power in and for us who believe. Say it with me real strong. I have present day power, have present day power. For, living. for daily living. Ray Stedman, who preached for years and years in the peninsula, said this. He said, Remember that He who rose from the dead rose to pour out His Holy Spirit into human lives. And by that Spirit, to make available to any individual all the fullness of Himself 24 hours a day. Friends, we're not talking about lightweight power. We're talking about resurrection power. This is the power that defeated death. 
This is the power that triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. This is the power that that brought Jesus out of the tomb. Amen. And that same power is sufficient for you every day and in every emergency. My Easter prayer for you today is that you will begin to understand how incredibly great God's power really is to help you as you believe in Him. This resurrection power comes with a great promise. It's a familiar verse of Scripture, but it's found in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter and the 11th verse. This is a powerful verse. And this is a life-changing verse. In Romans 8, 11, let's read it together. Ready? Read. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. The quickening power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord spoke to me in recent days, and basically the thought was this, I have multiple quickenings and continuous quickenings for my people if they will just tap into this with their faith. In other words, if we will believe Him strongly in our heart, and if we will declare that He is our quickener, that He is our master, we are in position to experiencing quickenings, not only in our spirit, but you know what? You can get a quickening in your soul. You know, everybody has days where maybe they feel a little bit down. Well, I discovered in the Word of God that Jesus Christ, through His quickening power, is the glory and the lifter up of your head. But not only that, He is the God who restores our soul. He can give you peace in the midst of a panic-filled generation. He can give you grace in the midst of the most difficult circumstances. You see, you can be quickened in your spirit. You can be quickened in your soul. When you're quickened in your soul, some people just don't understand you. They'll ask you, how can you have peace in the midst of great storms out there on the outside? Why? Because we have the one who said, peace, be still in the boat of our life. Amen. You can have peace that passes understanding. You can have a quickening in your body. You know, all of us face situations where viruses and disease try to get hold of us. All of us face situations where maybe we have a headache or a toe ache. Maybe it's a cancer. But I hear the Lord saying, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that quickens you. As sure as I quickened your spirit and brought you from death to life, I can quicken your body and bring you from sickness to wholeness and to divine health. Oh, come on, somebody shout amen. Oh, the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. See, he quickens the dead. He quickens dead pocketbooks. Aren't you glad? He can quicken a dead marriage. He can quicken a dead vision. He can quicken a dead career. He is the way. He is the way maker. He can bring you out of death into the quickening power of God. You see, humans 
can only resuscitate. Right? Something that's almost dead, they can resuscitate. But only God can resurrect what's died and has been buried. We're not talking about spiritual resuscitation today. We're talking about resurrection. And the fact of the matter is, there may be some here today that are on the verge of giving up. I have a word for you today. Don't do it. God brought some of you here this morning today to hear, don't give up, but look up. Don't quit. Get connected and stay connected with your Creator. Paul faced amazing, amazing opposition. From 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. Here's what he says. We don't want you in the dark, friends, about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Hayward, California. When all this stuff came down on us here in the Bay Area. It was so bad that we didn't think we were going to make it. Anybody ever been there? He says this. We felt we'd been sent to death row. That it was all over for us. But as it turned out, everyone say, as it turned out. See, the resurrection is the power to turn things around. Turn things around. He said, as it turned out, it was the best thing that could have ever happened. Because instead of trusting in our own strength or in our own wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Don't you love it? And I love this last phrase. Not a bad idea, since he's the God who raises the dead. Folks, trusting in his resurrection power is the greatest idea that you could ever have today. Amen? So he says, yeah, but you just don't know what I'm facing. Well, I may not, but I do know this. What is impossible with men is possible with God. Say that with me. What is impossible with men, it's very possible with God. I hear the angels singing right now. They're singing, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Amen. See, what looks like a dead end is prime time for a resurrection. If God can raise Jesus from the dead, He can raise a dead marriage. If God can raise Jesus from the dead, He can raise a dead friendship. He can raise a dead career. He can raise a dead dream. And God's love is extended to every one of us today. You know, I understand and I'm fully uh, cognizant of the fact that I'm preaching to a congregation probably of 99% to 100% believers. But just being a believer does not qualify you for the life that He came to give us. I'm talking about a better life. Let me just ask you today, 
is there any area in your life to get be better? Yeah. I'll raise both hands. Some of you are just not going to do anything no matter what we do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is there anybody here? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> they have an area of your life that could, could be better. Yeah. All right. We're going to pray today. And we're going to, we're going to call on the name of the Lord. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Amen. We're going to call on the name of the Lord. Yeah. You know what's going to happen? We're going to be saved. Yeah. Somebody says, I'm already saved. Yes, you're already saved. But God has multiple savings for you. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean coming to the altar and getting born again again. But what it means is this. His saving power goes beyond your spirit. His saving power goes into every hour area of your life. See, He saved us, but He's still saving us. And there will be a day in a future resurrection that He will yet save us. Say it with me. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a God. Here's the truth of the matter is this. Jesus has... Not only victory over your problems, not only has a purpose for your life, but he's got a place for you after you die. John 14, the Bible says, in my father's house are many mansions. He said, if it weren't so, I would have told you. He said, I go to repair a place for you. No, I I got that wrong. He He goes to prepare a place for us. There's more to life than the here and the now. I don't know about you, but that really helped me. That really helped my spirit today and my soul. You know, there's something about the anointing that's undeniable. When you depend on the anointed one and his anointing, you will see miracles in your life. That song reminds me of what the book of Romans says. That there will never be anything that will ever separate you from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You can't go too far, you can't go too deep without the love of God reaching into your lives. See, Paul said, if love be for you, who can be against you? The Apostle Paul, before his death, said this, in all these things, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. And so we tap into the love of God with our faith. Ephesians says, for by grace are you saved through faith. We talked about multiple salvations. And that salvation is available to you through faith. The scripture says, it is to usward who believe. Amen. We can't work it up. We don't deserve it. It doesn't come by our works, but it comes by His work on the cross in that He died, He was buried, and that He rose again. This morning, I want to pray with you, and I want you for a moment just to bow your heads. If you're here this morning and perhaps you've gotten away from the Lord and you know you feel like, wow, man, I just don't know that I don't know. I, I'm just not sure that the Lord, will, the Lord will take me back. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. God loves you. And the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth. And He wants to show Himself strong on your behalf. 
Maybe you're here today and you've been out of fellowship with the Lord. But on this April 1st, 2018, you want to make a fresh commitment to Christ. And you say, Pastor Mark, I'm asking you to pray for me today. Also, there may be one or two, maybe a few today, that are unsure of their salvation. They're unsure of whether or not when they pass away, that there would be a place for them. I can tell you beyond any shadow of doubt that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved this morning. Amen. So if you're here today and you want to get back with the Lord real strong this Easter morning, or you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, I'm asking all of you that want prayer in that regard, I'm asking you to all raise your hand right now and say, yes, pray with me.